Hello and welcome to the Unknown Godcast. My name is Jeff. Hi, Jeff. My name is Missy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our Unknown Godcast. Welcome to the podcast that seeks to know the one true God. And the way that we do this is we open up his word, right? God's given us his word. He re- he's revealed himself to us. And uh, there's nothing we like more than just opening up the Bible and diving in. Mm-hmm. That's what we enjoy doing. So if that sounds good to you, we're glad you're here uh, to join us on this ride. And so every week, uh, Misty and I are in a group at our church called Public Reading of Scripture, in which we go over large portions of Scripture. And so what we do here on the podcast is we just take a little bit of what we listen to and maybe try to go in a little bit deeper, try to unpack it a little bit more, uh, try to understand it better. Uh, one of the things we like to do is just get into the Word, try to understand God, God's gospel, and uh, really wrestle with it, try to understand it. So uh, this week we were in, we read First Samuel. I, I forget what chapters were on. We, we read so much, I forget. Uh, but we also started Romans, and we went through the first four chapters of Romans this week. So we thought that's where we would we would land on today's yeah, episode. it's hard because it, we do such a, a, a broad, we go over such a broad um, amount of scripture. It's even hard to like think about, okay, what are we going to do the podcast on? Mm-hmm. So Jeff and I sort of narrowed it down to, well, Jeff actually um, spoke of verses, what, seven and eight in chapter four? In chapter four, yeah. Talking about, uh, and Paul's talking about Abraham being justified by faith. So yeah. Romans chapter four, that is Romans chapter four, which which then <laughs> led us to Psalm thirty two, and and um, I I happen to to love the Psalms, so we're gonna dive into those two things a, a little bit. We're gonna break into it a little bit, and we're gonna see how uh, we are blessed through God. One of the ways in which God blesses us. So in Romans, the first few chapters, Paul's laying out the universal guilt of mankind. So we are. He says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, um, that we all are deserving of death. That is that is Jew and Gentile. That is all of us. And Romans 3 says, no one is good, right? No, no, not one. No, not one. <laughs> None is righteous. That's what Paul's saying. So the question is, how do we we get justified? How do we become right with God if if we've all fallen short and we all deserve death? The wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. And so in chapter 4, uh, Paul gives the example of Abraham. And so I'm just going to read a, first, uh, a few verses here. He says, What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also speaks 
of the blessing of the one whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. So those are the first eight verses of uh, Romans chapter 4. Mm-hmm. And the thing that sticks out to me, number one, is that Abraham was not justified by any works he did, but by faith he believed in God and has counted him as righteousness. And Paul says in verse 4, he says, to the one who works, his wages are his due. Mm-hmm. Right? It's actually, if, if we work, our wage is actually what we deserve. It's what we get. Mm-hmm. Um, but Paul says when it comes to faith, right, believing God and believing in him who justifies the ungodly, mm-hmm. that's an important distinction because it's God who actually makes us right. Justification, how am I justified? That's that's a legal term, mm-hmm. right? It's it's being declared uh, innocent, mm-hmm. right, before God. Um, and the only way we can do that is by God's gift and God's grace, not by anything we can do. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul's making that clear uh, in the first few chapters of Romans. Mm-hmm. And then he gives the example of Abraham here that we are actually justified by faith, not yeah. by any works that we can do. Yeah, and um, and in in Psalm thirty two, it kind of goes, it, it goes, you know, it talks about blessed is the forgiven. Did you want to read that whole psalm, or do you want me to slaughter it? <laughs> I mean, I can read it, but I'm not as good. At, you, you have a very nice voice. Okay, the reason reason you bring up Psalm thirty two though is because that's what Paul's quoting here. Yes. Uh, in verses seven and eight, in chapter four, if you have your Bibles open, when he says, "Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven, whose sins are covered." Blesses the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. He's quoting Psalm 32, which is written by David. And I guess we can read 32. Yeah, I thought it would be nice because um, Psalm 32 gives a, a really good, well, it's just really good. And then we can dive into more of the um, of what Psalm 32 says. All right, let's do it. So Paul quotes the first two verses here of Psalm 32, but we'll just read through the whole thing. So Psalm 32 says, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of the summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Yeah, so, I mean, after, you know, after hearing that psalm, um, obviously blessed is those whose um, transgressions are forgiven, but the psalm dives a little bit deeper and saying that, you know, when he kept silent, his bones wasted away. And, 
he was groaning all day and all night and um and so in the psalm he says i will confess my transgressions to the lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin so um <laughs> it, it says therefore let anyone who's who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found and surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him so when you're like when the when the when the great waters come and the storm comes hmm. then you're going to be if then god is our hiding place because we've confessed our sins and he is our refuge because hmm. we've confessed our sins and we're trusting we're actually trusting in god yes to deliver us not of ourselves right we're not trusting ourselves for that right and it says it says you preserve me from trouble you surround me with shout, shouts of deliverance so no i think that's kind of neat because i was thinking about um that when you just read that i was thinking about um how this psalm 32 talks about surely when the rush of great waters comes they shall not reach you but but in psalm 1 it talks about blessed is the man blessed is the man who delights in the law of the lord and meditates on it he's like a tree planted by streams of water um that yields fruit so it's interesting because um it's sort of like a contrast of waters rushing over and and, and taking over you like sin but but if you delight in the law of the lord then you're like a tree planted near a, a stream of water that will help you produce and mm. yield fruit like you're you're drinking from the the, the spring of life at that point yes instead of getting sl smashed instead of by getting it covered by smashed by sin right <laughs> i don't know no, it great, makes that, sense in my mind no that's that's a great uh, i like that because i think that's what psalm 32 is pointing to so in romans 4 um what stuck out to me in romans 4 with this quote of this psalm is just understanding that the blessing of that man whose sins won't be counted against him, mm -hmm. right? That is at the heart of the gospel. And in Psalm 32, it talks about, you know, the, so the first few verses are what Paul quotes, and then the next two are, for when I kept silent, mm -hmm. my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. Mm -hmm. the, the, my strength was dried up as by the heat of the summer. Yeah. So in keeping silent and not confessing my sin and not turning to God for deliverance, there's a physical toll. It's yeah. like it, it it's it's a weight. It's heavy. It and it it actually does take a physical. Yeah, and it, and it points to a process of you know of of I guess sanctification. It would be I don't know, um, you know. Yes, blessed is the one whose sins are forgiven. But you know, and the psalm points out that you must confess your sin and turn to God in prayer, and then He will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Absolutely. So there's a process. It's re called repentance. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's at the heart of it is repentance. It's in in repentance is a Bible word. If you're not if you're not a Bible nerd, you have no idea what we're talking about. But repentance means to turn from. Yeah. So it means turning from. You know, basically changing directions. So when we talk about repentance, when we talk about you know, uh, in biblical terms, we're saying turning from sin to God. Yeah. Yeah, and, and 
you know, in verse 10 in, in Psalm 32, it says, Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts who trust in the Lord. And it doesn't say that there won't be sorrows for the ones who trust in no. the Lord, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Hmm. So, um, like Christians have sorrows as well. It doesn't mean that they're going to be swept away with all them mighty waters. <laughs> But it means that we're going to be steadfast through through them, mm-hmm. because he he preserves us from, from the trouble. In yeah, the trouble. and and that yeah, there's going to be hills and valleys. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. Um, there's going to be trials and tribulations. There will be uh, a rainbow. There will be a rainbow. <laughs> but when but when David says, "Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven." When I hear that, and, and whose sins are covered, and who, whose sins won't be counted against them, or lawless deeds won't be counted against them, when I hear that, it, I kind of ask the question, okay, how do I know that I am that blessed man? How do you know? How do I know that? Tell me. Can I have assurance that my sins have been forgiven? Because that's the only way I can, I can understand that blessing. So if the only way that I can truly understand that blessing is through the cross. Now, what I mean by that is when Paul talks in Romans 4, this idea between uh, faith and works, this is getting at the heart of it. Because if I am trusting on my own works, if I'm trusting on my own uh, power in doing the law of God and being obedient to God, there's zero chance that I can have assurance of that blessing. There's zero chance that I can say confidently my sins have been washed away, right? Because if I'm not relying on Christ and I'm relying on myself, I, I cannot understand that blessing. I don't think I can anyway. Mm-hmm. But if I'm turning to, repenting, right? Saying, coming to God, understanding that I am a sinner, that I need a Savior, and that Savior has come in Jesus Christ, it's not my works that are now being counted. Mm-hmm. It's His. It's Jesus, and he was perfect. So if I know that my sins are covered, David says there, if my sins are covered by Jesus, then yes, I can understand that blessing, and I can live life with the understanding of that Mm -hmm. blessing, and that's what keeps us uh, rooted and grounded in Mm -hmm. joy, even through all the hills and valleys and trials and tribulations, is having that full assurance of what Christ did. Yeah. And and really knowing that blessing yeah. that God's given us. But yeah, and, but it, and all, well, I already stated this, but you know, in admitting our sins too. Like in in confessing our sins cuz you know, um not denying them or not hmm. making excuses or justifying them. Um that is when you know when when you <laughs> that's when we find our hiding place in God is when we're, we're humble. We humbly admit right. to, to our sins. Well, if we're not admitting to our sin, then we don't need a savior. Right. If we're not. Right. Yeah. If we're justifying our own behavior, then, you know, well, yeah. What are we worried about? Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, it, well, and I don't want to, you know, leave out the very last verse of, of this Psalm. It says, um, well, I already read, 
many are the sorrows of the wicked, but the steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. So this is telling us, you know, to rejoice in in, um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. So, yeah, give thanks when you're going through hard times because... Um, count it all joy when you're going through trials because that's um, perseverance of the saints. You know, I forget the the chain of events there, but um, endurance produces Stead- steadfastness, steadfastness and steadfastness character. Yeah, I know. I, forget. I, I know what you're talking about, but catch I catch you off guard on that. But yeah, but but we should know that you know when you're going through a hard time, when you when you're when you're groaning all day and all night and um you feel the lord's hand heavy upon you then don't keep silent to the lord like confess your sins and turn to him and Mm -hmm. um and rejoice that he's kind and patient and 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 that actually is god's kindness that you would be convicted of your sin right yeah that patience is his kindness yes (laughs) yes it's 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 allowing us the time to realize that um Yes, it's it's. Dri- Hopefully, it will drive us to understand our need for Him, our need for grace. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then and then once you've realized your need for grace, then 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 hopefully you would have that grace with other people. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so that's what I'm, I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all are. I think we all are. But um, the pro- the problem is when when it comes to understanding sin, um, we are by nature sinful. The Bible talks about that we are. Uh, when the Bible talks about sin, it talks about being a slave to sin. Um, so, what we do is, and and it says we actually like our sin, right? That we enjoy it. We don't. We'd rather have our sin than than God and true freedom in Christ. Uh, so, like Romans one talks about suppressing the truth in unrighteousness. You're gonna be groaning all day. We don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens. <laughs> that's what right? it means. And yeah, it, and it takes a physical toll. It, it leads to death. We're, we're, we, our sin separates us from the source of life in yes. life itself, which is God himself, right? That's yes. what it does. It's, it's Picture yourself, you're sitting on a tree branch and you're just sawing it off. You're sawing off the branch you're sitting on. You're removing yourself from life. Yes. That's what sin does. It leads to death and destruction. Um, but we choose it. We actually would rather choose that. Romans one says we suppress the truth and unrighteousness. It's yeah. not that it's not that we don't know the truth, and this is important to understand today. When people talk about um, you know not being you know there is no God any of this stuff, listen, we all know it. Deep down, it's there. It's not a matter of knowing the truth. It's it's a righteousness problem. We're actually right. suppressing that truth and unrighteousness because we don't want to know it. Right. We we love our sin too much. We don't want to let it go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's, um, in, in, uh, Romans one verse 25, it says, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. And, um, you know, that's what, that's why I chose Frankenstein for part of our intro because, you know, Mm. anyway, I won't, I won't go into all that, but you know, he, the creature then demands to be worshipped, right? Yeah, the, the, which is Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and which is not Frankenstein, but the monster. Yeah, Victor creates Victor. this monster, and then the monster 
whatever. I, I'm not going to go into that. But anyway, um, that's what we do in our sin. We, we wind up worshiping, um, worshiping what God has created instead of the creator. And that is the, the idea of idolatry. Yeah. Right. We, we, we worship created things as if they were supreme to God. And yet nothing is. Uh, that's the folly of idolatry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but suppressing that truth in unrighteousness, it's only it's only the gospel. It's only uh, Jesus who can come in and actually the Holy Spirit come in and actually change our heart, move our eyes towards Christ and uh, understanding the gospel. Romans one, it says it for I'm not ashamed of the gospel first the power of God unto salvation. Mm-hmm. So it's it's through this message of the gospel that God actually saves. And that's why for us, when we, whenever we do this, um, it's so important to us because mm-hmm. the more and more I understand those words of Paul, the more I understand, I, I, I like to listen to a lot of different philosophies and ideologies and different things. They're very interesting. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, everything, to me, it always comes back to the gospel. Right. If I can just know that, I can understand everything else. Yeah. I don't have to try to understand all these different worldviews and all these different things. I could just, I can just focus on God's word and what he tells me. And it's amazing how much that gospel touches absolutely everything in life mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. helps me to understand truly everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I always think of like when, when I, when I, when I read this part of, um, this Roman, this part of Romans about, you know, God giving them up to their, to their, you know, hearts of impurity and their, um, you know, all that stuff. I always think of, I don't know that it's, that it's, well, anyway, I think of the prodigal son because God will give you over to what it is that you want. And, and the, and the, the prodigal son, he wanted his inheritance and he, and he went and squandered it. Mm-hmm. And what do we do in our sin? We squander all the great gifts that God gives us. And we, and we just, and it's not until we, until we, um, find ourselves, you know, wallowing in, in a pigsty, um, you know, thinking, man, man, I had it. Or I had it good, you know. I was yeah. Even yeah. if I could just go be a servant in my father's mm. house, it would be so much better than than where I, where I've wound up squandering it because God took His hand off of me and let me do what I wanted to do because that's what you know. That's what us sinners do. We do what we want to do, and we rebel. We rebel. Right. And We're it's, in rebellion. And it's only by God's grace that we ever can turn from that sin and to him. And that is a gift of God that we're even able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, totally lost my train of thought there. But yeah, I, I was, yeah. No, I was just saying it's like the, it's like the, the revolt, the mighty revolt, like mm-hmm. against God. You know, that, that the transgression is like we're all revolting against God. Yeah, because we're we're always going to choose something no. other than God. Yeah, I'm not, right? I, let me rephrase that. We're born in iniquity. Mm-hmm. You know, when God changes our heart, then then hopefully we're not we're not revolting anymore, but we're falling in line, and and um, He's teaching us His way, just like the Psalm the Psalm thirty two says. So, yeah. in that in that sin, that rebellion, that is that is slavery. Slavery is right? the it's, wage of sin. Yeah, it by it, it it keeps us in chains. We mm-hmm. actually think we're free. We think we're in control, but we're actually in bondage. We can only find true freedom 
when it comes to Christ. Because ultimately what we're doing when we're sin, we're trying to fulfill something. Mm-hmm. And it may even be a good thing that God has given us, but we're doing it in a, in a horrible way. We're going in a wrong direction. Yeah. We're trying to find fulfillment in something that only God can provide for us. Yes. Yeah. And it's in him that we find true happiness, true joy, true life. All of it's there, but instead we always turn to what we think will mm-hmm. make us happy. That's our iniquity. That's our corrupt nature. Right. It yeah. perverts. It, it, it distorts what God intended, how God intended for us. Yep. And we can't, we can't see clearly anymore. Right. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to open our eyes, soften our hearts. Um, so again, that we can, we can look to Christ and we can see what he's done and actually trust and believe and have faith. And it's all, ultimately, it is all a gift of God. Right. And that's one of the things Romans is, is laying out. That's what Paul's laying out there. Yeah. And that's what Psalm 32 lays out too, is that, that when, when you trust in him, when you, when you, when you offer that prayer, um, that you may find your hiding place in, in God and that he will surround you with shouts of deliverance and, and then he will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go and keep his eye on you and counsel you hmm. and you won't be like a mule. I just noticed that. I just noticed that progression again because that's another thing you're going to see throughout the Bible. God frees us, and then He instructs us. Yes, and teaches. Right. He sets us free first, and then tells us how to walk. Yes, and, th- and that know? that falls in line too. Like I don't know, it's Psalm one too, where you know, blessed is the blessed, blessed is um, the 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 man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners. Um, but instead he delights on the law of the Lord. And so anyway, because the law of the Lord is good. Yes. And then, and then, um, if he meditates on it day and night, he will be like a tree planted in streams of water that yields fruit in season. But our natural tendency, unfortunately, is not that it's not to meditate on God's law day and night. Right. right? That's not step one. It's to, it's to create a law of our own. (laughs) Right. And, you know, uh, make our own good and evil. Well, I shouldn't say step. I shouldn't say step. Step one. (laughs) I shouldn't say that at all because this is all God's grace. All of it. And um, and it's God's God's um, God's grace at all that we are even able to acknowledge our sin. It is. And that should and that should hopefully bring us to a point of humility um, when we go to interact with others, when we go to talk about the gospel, when we talk about God's grace in God's love, um, and we actually talked about this in uh, in our men's group the other night at church. We were talking about uh, in the Gospel of Mark how the Pharisees were asking why uh, Jesus, you know, they're saying, "Hey, well, how come you're eating with tax collectors and sinners?" And so we we're talking about, you know, how they're looking at other people as the sinners. Yeah, and that's your first clue, right? <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> it's and, a red, red and, flag. And what we brought up too is is uh, how many times have you heard? Uh, even in churches, right? We need to go where the sinners are. We need to go where the sinners are. When That's just a misunderstanding that, yeah. that you're the sinner. If, if you're saying that, then then what's happening is we're actually putting ourselves above mm-hmm. someone else. Exactly. And the gospel should just take our legs out from under us. Yeah. That should actually humble us to the point where we understand that we are no better than anyone else. Right. And right. it's critically important. Um, 
you know, we're all on a level playing field here. Sin has corrupted all of us. Yeah, and I'm so. gu- I'm guilty. I, I will admit, I'm guilty of saying, "Oh my gosh, look, can't believe they're doing this or that or whatever." Like, I think we all are. Yeah, I'm guilty of, of that. But but I realize now that when I when I'm like fixated on, oh my gosh, that person is doing this or that, that like I have a big log in my eye. Right. <laughs> and um, that's why I can't see my own sin. Yeah. So. So that's like, that's like a red sign number one that you are not reading the word or paying attention to your own heart. Mm. You need to do an inventory on your own heart because it's easy to see other people's sins and what they should and shouldn't be doing. And that's my own confession because I've been really bad at that and I'm trying to get better at it. I, I think we can all do that. I think we all have a tendency to do that. And that's why you've heard me say this before. I'll say it again. We need to preach the gospel to ourselves. And and number one, we always need the light of the gospel to illuminate our own hearts yeah. before we go, before we can give it to anyone else. Because yeah. if we're not allowing that, then we're going to have an attitude of, I'm better than that person. Right. This person needs it more than I do. No, we're all in the same yeah. boat, right? There's two, there's two quotes. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not listening to you fully because I just thought about you're just wanting to get some. No, no, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I know that's a terrible thing, but um, um, I heard this. Well, I've heard this one before. Like if you have, if you're pointing a finger at somebody, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Mm -hmm. And then I heard this the other day. Like if you spot it, you got it. Like if Mm -hmm. you spot it in somebody else, then you got it. So you, then you need to to go and take your your little eyeballs and <laughs> go and look in the mirror because yeah. look at what it is in your own heart that's allowing you to s- s- spot mm-hmm. something that bothers you. Right, yeah. No, that's good. And that's, you know, so one of the ways in which we combat that is by reminding ourselves of the gospel. Humbling ourselves. Humbling ourselves, right? Um, you know, Christ gives us that perfect example of humility. And... In, in Romans, again, what, what Paul's saying, he's laying out that every single person deserves God's just wrath. We have all sinned. Mm. And it would be perfectly just for God to just take us all out and, we gotta and not remember forgive that, one. He that, would be perfectly just in doing that. Yes, that, that he is not, he does not show favoritism, that we would all be gone. Right. And what Paul says is, trusting in the one who justifies the ungodly. It's God who makes us right. Mm-hmm. He justifies us. He's the only one who can. That is why Jesus took on human flesh. That's why he bound himself in that way to us, to humanity. He became perfect. He was, a, he was truly God and truly human. Mm-hmm. He was the only one who could solve that problem for us. Because we could never, unfortunately, be perfectly obedient to God. Yes. Never. Right. But it- thankfully, God comes and he justifies the ungodly. Yeah. And that is why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring. Amen. It rests on grace. Like, so I need to have grace with other people because mm-hmm. I've been given grace. 
Yeah. And but, I can be very ungracious. I know, <laughs> I know everybody thinks I'm super sweet and perfect. Everybody thinks I'm so sweet. <laughs> but I have you fooled. <laughs> uh, but that is that is so true, though. We have to remember it is all a gift. It is all the grace of God. It is all his mercy. Um, it's nothing we're doing to earn anything. Right. And when we remember that, when mm-hmm. we remember what we're forgiven of, then we can... Then we, then we, we, our only, our only response is grace to other people. That's our right. only response. And it helps us to point others towards Christ and not ourselves. It's exactly. Right. Because it, it's, it's understanding that, that who am I, but by the grace of God. Right. Yeah. So, so they don't look at me, right. Look to Christ. Look right. what Christ's done for me right. and, and, and look to him because that's how we're saved. Yeah. It's he, the object of our faith. God is, right. Jesus is not he's not the example. He's the way. He is the way. He's the yeah. way, the truth, and the light. Amen. So anyway, that was good. Yeah. That was just a little bit of Romans. Well, we, I don't know. We, we were all over the place a little well, bit there. But hey, hey we put I a like show it. out. <laughs> we and, did, and we enjoy doing this. So yeah. if you like this, please rate, review, uh, subscribe, share on all the podcast catchers out there. Uh, and if you want to join us, and I would ask that you please, please join us. If you're hearing this, mm. you can join us on Zoom. Uh, for public reading of scripture. Okay, the website is proscripture.com. We'll put the link in the show notes. So we do also. three classes at our church, okay? Well, classes, or three three times we get together. Uh, Tuesday at noon uh, with Pastor Jason at our church. Wednesday at 7 p.m. with Missy and myself. And then Thursday mornings uh, with our pastor, senior pastor, Scott. So if you want to join any of those, if you've ever thought, hey, listen, I really want to get into the Bible. I don't know where to begin. This is a great way to start. There's nothing expected of you. All you have to do is just yeah. hop in, listen. That's and, it. Yeah, and and I don't want it to get confused either because I know we are ta- we are promoting the public reading of scriptures. Yes, amen. <laughs> yes, amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> yes, and amen. But also, you know, we have our website. It's theunknowngodcast.com, and um, we have a lot of back episodes that you know bear with us because we were just trying to get away trying to have a way to to get the word out and to to go over the word jeff and i and so we go all the way back to 2018 so you can look at our catalog that we have on our website been doing this a while you can subscribe to our podcast on all those things that jeff just said right yep and um so this this coming week in public reading of scripture we're going to be going over psalm 96 first samuel 16 through 21 and romans 5 through 9 and we don't know what our podcast will be on next week, but we will decide after the public reading of Scripture. And, and we um, encourage uh, anybody to uh, engage with us and let us know. So that's why we really want to invite you to public reading of Scripture, yeah. because we really want to be uh, walking through the Bible together as a community. It's an ancient practice of the church that we don't uh, do very much today, but this is how the Bible was. This is how the Word of God got to the people for, right. for thousands of years, right? It was publicly read yeah um so so we're hoping that you'll join us in the public reading of scripture and then um dive in a little deeper with us um in our podcast as we you know pick something that stood out to us and and we would love to hear what stood out to you absolutely so that's it for this week we hope you guys enjoyed it we hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time god willing and god bless god bless